owners of a direct care practice are more likely to experience higher job satisfaction than the insurance-based practice, and it's no wonder why. Direct care is independent of insurance. Patients pay the doctor directly for their expertise. The doctor gets full autonomy in how they care for patients and how they get paid. We've chosen this path for the love of medicine. This is the direct care way. By listening to this podcast, you may even start to believe you too can have a successful direct care practice. Come listen with an open mind as I share my personal journey on how I pivoted from an insurance-based practice to direct care right in the middle of a pandemic and the valuable lessons along the way. This podcast may be the very thing you need to revitalize your medical practice. I'm your host, owner of a direct care podiatry practice, Dr. T. Nguyen. Hey, welcome to another episode. Marketing, nobody wants to hear about marketing, do they? Yeah, well, guess what? We as doctors need to learn the language of marketing. If we ever want to convince somebody that we have the solution to their problem. Here's a little disclaimer. I'm not a marketing expert, but I've learned marketing from experts and from my own expensive mistakes. So I want to share that to prevent you from those costly mistakes. And like they've said before, the fastest way to success is to avoid the mistakes that they've made, right? Don't repeat our mistakes. Don't repeat other people's mistakes. So that's the point of this episode. Marketing is so complex, but I'm going to break it down. What I did learn that has helped me gain my local Reader's Choice Best Podiatrist Award for 2021 is going to be easily applied to you starting now. So if you don't have a business strategy as far as marketing goes, there's a rough outline. It's not complicated. It's actually really simple, but it might be difficult if this is not your primary business language. And you know what? Don't stress. All these business skills are learnable. You don't have to have an MBA. If you want an MBA, cool beans, but it's not necessary. I've got a couple of tips in here that you can start using right away. And I got a couple of stories in here that you can take for what it's worth and maybe avoid throwing money at stuff. So what I mean by that is you cannot pay any marketing agency any dollar amount that will replace the human-human interaction that you must have to connect with people, to build your brand, to build trust for the local community to refer to you. So if you're an introvert like me and you're thinking you're just going to pay somebody to do your marketing and you're going to sit back and do no effort in connecting with the community, you're going to be throwing away a lot of money. So that was my first mistake was that when I opened up my practice in 2018, I spent a lot of money on building up a really fancy website. I initially started building the website myself. No idea how SEO worked, so it didn't rank very well, but it was in existence. And then I started putting money in paper ads, in radio ads, doing door-to-door, bootstrapping referral, um, 
inconsistently. And what I've learned from the things that I was doing, I kind of learned it in a piecemeal way. I had learned from other consultants the different pillars or strategies to employ for marketing, but I don't, I really understood the power of consistency and word of mouth. Consistency and word of mouth will always give you the best return on investment, hands down. So no amount of dollars of Facebook ads, Google ads, marketing agency can replace word of mouth or your consistency in the messages that you're delivering. What I've also learned is that these paid ad resources, they will accelerate your marketing plan but you always have to have the foundation down. You always need to have build a referral source and that starts with word of mouth. And that word of mouth can come from patients who had a really good experience with you. It can come from the referring doctor, the primary care doctors who referred to you and you produce good results, you communicated with them, so they become your referral source. It could even come from your staff, the people that you employ. They may want to bring their family members to see you and then you give them a good experience and then they propagate that by referring more people like them. And I'm a little embarrassed to share it, but I will anyway, because if that helps somebody, then it's worth sharing. I spent way more money than I had in marketing because I simply didn't want to put myself out there and meet people or do cold calls because I felt like it was unprofessional to put myself out there, like it was sleazy to ask for referrals. But I learned from the experts, from the professionals, what marketing is and what marketing is not. Marketing is not unethical or sleazy. If you have something of value to offer, I have a really great example. A gentleman came to my office without an appointment, knocked on my door, wanted to speak to me about a machine that he sells that will cure diabetic foot ulcers. He proceeded to talk about himself and how little he works and how magical this machine was in healing things. And I didn't want to go door to door coming off like this person who came to see me. But here's what's different. I'm going to people who already needs podiatry services. And I'm not selling a promise that doesn't exist. I'm not saying I can cure the problems that you have. I'm saying I am a resource for your patients if you have anyone with foot problems. It's very simple. It's just making that connection. I'm not trying to sell a machine for an exorbitant amount and I'm not talking about myself to flatter myself. I'm simply offering a solution or an option that they're probably already looking for, which is a referral to podiatry. And guess what? Today in 2022, a lot of people still do not know the entire scope of a podiatrist. 
Many people don't know that we're surgical. Many people don't know that we do hospital work. Many people don't know what they don't know. So it is our job to tell them what they maybe don't know. Our job is to tell them what we have to offer. So you can't assume that people know what you do if you don't tell them. So marketing is not unethical or sleazy if what you have to offer is valuable. It is sleazy if you're selling a car that doesn't work, but you fail to tell people it doesn't work. You see the difference? Marketing is not selling people things they don't want. That gentleman that came to my door selling me a machine I didn't ask for and I didn't want, that was sleazy. But me going to the primary care doctor's office saying, I know you're busy. You probably have some patients looking for foot care. Here's my card. That's not sleazy because it is very likely that they are needing a referral to podiatry. Or maybe the existing referral patterns are full or they want another option. There's always room for another opinion, another option. So marketing is not selling people stuff they don't want. Um, It's putting yourself out there so they can find you once they need you. They may not need you the day you drop off your cards or when you first meet them, but you're just planting the seed. So drop off a card, say thanks for your time, move on, and then follow up a few weeks later. Because that follow-up is that relationship building. It is that trust factor that you need to earn to get their referral. You don't always get a referral the first round. It's like you don't marry the person you just met. It takes a little bit of dating, a little bit of courting before you get there. Which leads me to the next point. It's not a one and done service. So just because you met somebody once, it does not guarantee a return on investment. People are forgetful. We're getting a lot more distracted. So we're needing to be reminded more frequently. And maybe they're just not motivated at the moment you dropped off your card or introduced yourself. Or maybe the problem wasn't present. Timing wasn't right. But if you do it with consistency, then you become top of mind. And I can't even think the number of times I scrolled through Instagram and I saw somebody talk about something really cool. And then realizing I didn't need any of their services, but then later on, something would trigger a memory and I would say, oh crap, what is that person's account name? Like I could really use their service right now. Or I got an email from somebody and I didn't need whatever it was that they were trying to tell me. And then time passes and they never followed up and then I forget who that even was. That's the culture we live in right now. We are just forgetful creatures that are really distracted easily and so doing things with consistently with persistence can keep you top of mind marketing is not annoying but even if it was so what people may not need what you have now maybe they'll need you later so don't be discouraged if you're putting yourself out there and you have this fear of being annoying It's not annoying to the person who actually needs your service, but in order to find the people who need your service, you have to be out there a lot 
with a high frequency because for every 100 person you are in front of, you may get 10% back in return of investment. And so it really ends up being a numbers game. So what if you annoy people who already know you? They don't need your service. They can move on. But what about the people who do need your service and they don't know about you? So you have to keep pressing and you have to keep going. People can keep scrolling if they're tired of seeing your ad. That should not bother you. It is their choice to be annoyed. And it is also their choice to keep scrolling. You have no control over that. So it's fine. The world is a buffet. Put yourself out there. Let people pick and choose. You cannot control that. And marketing is not $1 spent is $1 returned. First of all, you break even with those numbers. It's not even you spend $1 and you get $1 and a penny back. It's a cumulative effect. It's like an antibiotic. You got to take it in sequential. You got to do it with persistence. And the treatment plan for obscurity for people not knowing you is to keep getting out there. It's really your obligation to keep telling people what you do, what you offer, remind them that you're available, remind them of the cool things that you have that maybe somebody else doesn't have. And it's the person who can be most consistent, most persistent, that wins the attention of people. It's not the person with a clever tagline. It's not a beautiful logo. And it's definitely not the money you spend that wins the client. It is the persistence. Also messaging. Messaging is a whole nother topic. But yes, the way you message your marketing is very, very important. But these are the things that hold us back from thinking about marketing in a positive way because we see it in such a negative way. And we really need to redefine what marketing is. So just because there's been a couple of sleazy doctors out there selling you stuff that you don't need doesn't make all of marketing useless. In fact, marketing works when you are the most persistent. And the fact that most people think these negative things about marketing is actually going to be your benefit because now that you know the power of marketing, you can be the persistent one. You can be the one that's top of mind. You can be the one that is providing value to people who need it. But definitely don't show up to a friend's house passing out your business card if that wasn't the tone of the event. The tone of the event is typically in the office or if somebody asks you, what do you do? If they ask you what do you do, then that's an invitation to talk about what you do. And reciprocate. If they ask about what you do, you should ask what they do as well. Are they a small business owner? Do they have something that might be valuable to you or your patients? When there's a mutual benefit, that goes a long way. The thing about insurance-based practices versus direct care is that in the insurance-based practice, there's some level of easiness because if you're in network, patients will find you that way or primary care doctors who are also in network refers to you as a source because you're in their insurance network. With direct care, you reach the consumer directly. So you have to speak to your potential patients directly, whether it be online, a webinar, through friends or word of mouth. 
So once you decide to go from insurance-based to a direct care practice, it's not uncommon that your once beloved referral source refers less to you. And I give you an example. I had a patient who called my office asking for an appointment and we had told the patient we did not bill that insurance and that patient just flipped out on the phone, started yelling, started saying, I can't believe my doctor would even consider a referral for someone who doesn't take my insurance. And so that will probably get back to that referral source and to that referral source, I don't blame them. Sometimes patients are just very irrational or just frankly rude. And so doctors being you know, peacemakers, uh, they probably don't want to deal with a lot of angry patients and are more likely to refer within their network. So that's completely understandable, which is why as a direct care practice, you need to market to your current patient base, to the people already paying you and ask them to refer on your behalf. When you give them a good service, they're going to be really happy, but you also have to give them a call to action. You also need to tell them exactly what you need. So you say to them, I'm so glad that you're my patient. Do you have anyone else who needs foot care? Please refer them this way. We are accepting new patients. Something like that. Of course, you're going to put your own flair to it, but you get the point. So again, word of mouth, relationship, These are things that is the core of your marketing strategy. And then paid ads. Like that's an addition. That is not the isolated strategy to grow your direct care practice. It's a very personal type of practice. So you need to have a very personal touch to it. So I hope that this is helpful. I hope this kind of helps you see marketing in a different light so that it's to your advantage to know what marketing really is. Marketing is just a way of saying what you have to offer is valuable, but you're using words to convey that. It's telling people you have a solution to their problem and you're going to amplify that through word of mouth, paid ads, and so on. That's marketing. So don't be afraid of it, but also don't be that guy that knocked on my door trying to sell me a machine that cures whatever (laughs) he said it cures. Um, That's sleazy, but you're not sleazy. You are ethical you have the patient's best interest in mind at all times, and you have a valuable service, so don't undermine yourself. So a couple of things to consider. Number one, figure out who your ideal client is. Are they young? Are they middle age? Are they old? Figure out who that is, that avatar. And then you can focus on your marketing efforts to that. What that means is if you have your perfect patient sitting right in front of you, Ask them where they are. Where do they go? What do they do? And they will refer and be that word of mouth referral source for you. It's free. They're going to go tell their friends and family that you were incredibly awesome. You solved their problem. So you start there. Is your patient population internet savvy? If so, Google ads is a good choice. If they're not tech savvy, maybe they live in newspapers or they attend local events. That's where word of mouth is really powerful. Maybe they're part of a Rotary Club or a local business club, Chamber of Commerce. Maybe they live there or maybe they live on the radio, NPR News, local news stations. So once you change your perspective about marketing, it's going to really enhance how you offer your products to people.
because right now you might feel like you're holding back because it feels unprofessional to market yourself. But don't forget, you have been marketing yourself since the day you applied to medical school, to podiatry school. You have been marketing yourself since you were creating a, a resume, a CV. And you've been marketing yourself since you've been applying to residency programs or even fellowship programs. These are very difficult positions to obtain and you got it. So you were able to figure out a way to convey that you have something valuable to contribute. And marketing your medical practice is the exact same thing. It's just a little bit different playing field, but the concepts remain the same. So go put yourself out there in a non-sleazy way and good luck. Thank you so much for being here with me today. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please like, share, and subscribe so more people like you can have access to another way of practicing medicine, the direct care way. Let's connect. Find my info in the show notes and send me your questions. It might be the topic for future episodes. And lastly, if you remember nothing else, remember this. You are in control of your life. See you next time.